Welcome back all you spooky people. This is your host Tyler. And I'm Tori. And this is Tales of Grimm and on today's episode we're going to be talking about a very terrifying video game. One with a lot of different sequels and side stories made for it and that I've been playing since a little kid. And that game is none other than Resident Evil. I think you're forgetting the movies. Uh, <laughs> you wish you forget you could forget the movies, huh? You know, I like the first two movies. <laughs> the The first two were fun. The trailers look terrible. If you were to rewatch, I watched the trailer for Resident Evil Two Apocalypse the other day. Well, not the other day; it was a bit ago. But it does not hold up. Ah, uh, but Wentworth Miller. He wasn't an apocalypse. I don't know if he was an apocalypse, but he played Chris. Yeah, but you see, you, you gotta you gotta focus on what I'm talking about. Don't just throw random crap out there. I was talking about Apocalypse, and you gotta bring in the the trashy fifth movie or fourth movie, whatever one he was in. Maybe both. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the later movies were very bad. It was mostly like like probably about forty five percent of that movie was slow motion. Once it hit like Resident Evil three, Matrix. Yeah, kind of. They really want to do Matrix Resident Evil. <laughs> and I recently heard they're going to be remaking it as either a new movie trilogy or a TV show. Either way, I'm for it. Let's bring on this creep factor and the, yeah. the uh, scary stuff. Just, as much as I do love Wentworth Miller, we need to bring in a different Chris. And it doesn't, it cannot revolve around that what was her name again? The random girl. She's never in any of the video games. Her name's Alice, and she's played by, and I might butcher her name, but it's Mila Jovovich. Which, I love her as an actor. She's awesome. She's super fun. Yeah, she... but if you're doing Resident Evil movies, you should probably stick to the characters that are actually in the video games. Well, all the characters in the video games are in there. They're just not the, yeah, the main the side character. characters. Yeah. Which, how dare you make Jill and Chris a side character, first off. <laughs> I know. They are like the OG badasses. Yeah, and that's a good segue into the very first video game of Resident Evil. And in that game you played as, you had kind of like two optional stories. You can either play the normal difficulty where you played as Jill, or you could play as kind of like the harder difficulty. And this was in the original before they did kind of like a revamp of it. And the harder difficulty you played is Chris. So they essentially had the same storyline with like a little bit of tweaks here and there. Like if you played as Jill, you had a lot more inventory space, which really mattered because in that game you could only hold up to 12 items, which is not a lot. It's like one slot's your gun, one slot's ammo, then you have a bunch of puzzle pieces you have to find. And and then some guns actually take up two spots. No, not in the one. original. Not in the original? Not in the original. Huh. Yeah. It was literally just like you have these designated spots, but they had treasure chests, which they still have in the current games where you have to run back to if you have a full mm -hmm. inventory, drop off your item, run back to the quest item, grab it, yeah, and then you can solve your puzzle. And then in Chris's difficulty, which was like the hard one, I want to say he, he did like more damage or was able to punch or something like that. Can't quite remember. Sounds more like him. Mm-hmm. But he only had like eight spots for inventory, and that was a lot more challenging. Yeah, especially with the monsters, because 
I think they did a partial revamp of it that I've saw. That yeah. I've seen. Um, I haven't played the revamp or like kind of like the remake of it, but it looks like it's better graphics and kind of more in did line. Did they do a full remake of it or mm-hmm. was it only that one part? They did a full remake of it. But I believe it's um, more in line of, like, the current Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 that just came out recently. More like that gameplay. Yeah, makes sense. Um, And I remember watching you play it, and um, the graphics... For which one? For the uh, revamped one. For Resident Evil 1? Yes. I've never played the remake of Resident Evil 1. No, I think you played, like, a snippet, like a, like, they give you, like, trailers of it, or oh, not trailers. Oh, I mean, maybe I watched like the trailer. Could... No, like, we played through it, I know that. I did a de- the only demos I did for the recent ones were for Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. Oh, I could have sworn. Mm-mm. I've never yeah, played. Yeah, there is one mansion one, I know that. I'll bring it up after this. I believe you. But. But I definitely have never played it. Yeah, you had to, because I there's no way I would have played by myself. Maybe if I show you, like the yeah, because we're demo. probably having a couple things confused with each other. Maybe yeah. Like I definitely remember there being with I Chris think, and was Jill. It Jill that played the piano, or that you had to play the piano at one part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a dining room area that you have to go through and. Like, this outside area um, where, like, the big monster comes out and there's, like, it almost looks like a cell block almost. It's really weird. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Kind (laughs) of-ish. Not really. We're still talking about Resident Evil. So in the first Resident Evil game, you play as either Jill or Chris. Like I said earlier, you know, depending on your storyline, there were some minor tweaks. But the overall premise of the story was that there was this weird incident at this mansion where a lot of people were dying, so they sent in the STARS team, which are kind of like these high elite police officers that are meant to do like rescue missions. The original team went in was their Bravo team, and they hadn't heard back from the Bravo team. So that's when they sent the Alpha team, which is all the top people, which is Jill, Chris, and Wesker, and some other people. And while they're exploring this mansion, they're realizing there were zombies all over the place and these weird mutated creatures. And what you come to find out is that the T-virus, this, this weird virus developed by scientists, basically was released and it's mutating things into like giant monsters and you have the dead coming back to life as zombies. So it's this whole crazy storyline and at the end of the game you find out that the leader of the stars team, Wesker, Albert Wesker, is the main bad guy and he basically was trying to use the umbrella company that developed the virus as a way to become very rich and powerful yeah which as much as i hate wesker i feel like he is a good bad guy oh he's one of the best (laughs) video game bad guys hands down He's insane. And then, you know, at the end of the first game, you think you kill Wesker. Well, you don't really kill Wesker. I want to say he gets impaled by something or he falls off, like, a balcony and gets stabbed. He takes a different dosage of the virus, and that gives him these weird superhuman abilities where he's kind of metahuman-esque. So, like, he's super fast, super strong, and he can't really die either. Mm -hmm. Which I think, come to find out, he's naturally immune to it somehow. Something like that. 
Yeah, yeah like, so it, like, just makes him stronger. It doesn't turn him into a mindless zombie. Right. Like all the others. Yeah, it's, or it might have been either a different strain he took or it affected him differently. I can't it remember which one it was. been before because Jake, who actually comes in in Resident Evil 6, you come to find out is actually Wesker's son, he's immune to the virus because of his dad. So that's why I think it's like a natural. Oh, you know, that would kind of make sense because Jake is like what, in his early 20s? And there isn't that much of a time gap between the first game and. I always thought he was like. (laughs) In his 20s. (laughs) Something like that. Which then brings us to the second game. So now the second game focuses on two character on the two characters, um, Leon and Claire. Claire, you find out, is Chris Redfield's the main character. One of the main characters in the first game is his, that's his younger sister. So Claire and Chris are trying to find each other. Meanwhile, you have Leon, the little rookie cop in the Raccoon City Police Department, first Aww. day on the job, and a zombie outbreak. <laughs> Rip RCPD. Yes. But this poor young police officer just graduated, again, first day on the job, now has to deal with zombies, bumps into Claire. They basically end up getting stuck at the Raccoon City Police Department where they are being chased by hottest creatures. And in the most recent game, you're being followed by Mr. X, who is terrifying. Wasn't he in the original too? I don't think he was. He might have been, but it's been so long since I played the original. I just know him from this remake. When I'm picturing him, I have to picture him with the DLC wearing the bait the like speedo swimsuit. Oh, that was um That was so funny cuz I yeah. think it was like the British flag one. <laughs> Basically in the, in the remake of the new game, you have this giant mutated guy named Mr. X who is a tyrant, which, which is a type of zombie monster whatever you really want to call it. This guy is basically hunting after Leon, like, the entire game. He's terrifying. Do we know why he's hunting after him? Just killing everyone. Umbrella's crazy. I mean, shoot, they released Nemesis in Resident Evil 3 as well to kill all the stars people. At least Nemesis makes sense. Like, it was programmed into him to kill all the stars people, but Mm -hmm. why was Mr. X really going after Leon? Um, it was basically trying to clean up the mess and to make sure there's no survivors because they didn't want things getting back to Umbrella because they were the one that caused the outbreak on purpose. Of course. And then tried to break the vaccine. Yeah. So, you know, they released the zombie virus, all these monsters, basically so they could be like, oh no, not our fault. There's no evidence now that can prove it's us because all these monsters that we secretly released destroyed it all. <laughs> and then the government blows up our city in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what happens. Um, Resident Evil 2 and 3 take place in the same timeline, roughly. It's just two Dif- different groups of people. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, in 2, you have Leon and Claire around the police station, some other, like, areas nearby. And then in Resident Evil 3, you play as Jill again, one of the main characters from the first game. And she's basically running from Nemesis, which is this other bioweapon that's hunting after all the remaining stars people. And then she gets help from this man named Carlos, who is actually a part of um, Umbrella Corporation, but the military department. Um, and But he's actually a good guy. He's not a part of those corrupt 
a-holes that released the virus on purpose yeah in fact him and jill help each other a lot throughout the game and he flirts with her a little bit and well i just keep thinking i'm like well he flirts with her and yet every time he does i'm yelling at the screen like boy don't do it that's chris's girl dang but yeah very true chris would kick his ass <laughs> Chris has kicked a lot of ass throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, needless to say, at the end of Resident Evil 2 and 3, um, the government decides to bomb Raccoon City and explode it. It's really fun going through the entire timeline. It's pretty awesome. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, this actually helps me, too, because I'm so confused. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. But then we hit Resident Evil 4. And this is now a few years later, and we come back as Leon Kennedy, who's the main one of the main characters in Resident Evil 2. The rookie cop who, in the end, um, actually gets picked up by a secret service type of group. Where he works for the president. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Becomes a total hottie badass. <laughs> what? <laughs> he is. He's a badass, though, for <laughs> sure. But yeah, so once we hit Resident Evil 4, it's now a few years later, President basically sends Leon to um, this small remote village. I want to say it's in Spain. And Leon basically has to find his daughter. The president's daughter has been kidnapped. <laughs> Very she dramatic. Does, she does nothing. It's true. She's a little blonde princess. Absolutely. Yeah, so the president's daughter is named Ashley, and you randomly find her at some point in the game, and you spend a good chunk of the game yelling at the screen because zombies keep attacking Ashley, and for whatever reason, Ashley doesn't have a weapon to fight back. So you have to try and convince her to hide in garbage cans while you clear out the hordes and hordes of infected villagers. Not to mention the, um, the little boss in the dark blue, oh, the guy it, that colonial looks like Napoleon. outfit. Yeah. They're, okay, <laughs> the thing is, don't judge it. Resident Evil 4 is probably like the best Resident Evil game. <laughs> Hands down. That one's amazing. <laughs> the storyline's so good. It's so intense. You find a giant crocodile fish thing. It's insane. Damn. Yeah, and you're literally on a boat in a lake, and you have harpoons, and this giant crocodile's, like, coming at you, and you have to throw the harpoons in its mouth so it doesn't eat your face. Damn. Actually, not just your face, your whole body. But you, you really do fight a lot of scary bosses in that one, and that was kind of the first time where... Resident Evil moved into the more action sequence because in the original first three games before they did all the remakes it was literally kind of more puzzle based. So you would walk into a room you would hold still point your gun out and shoot a zombie and you couldn't move while you were shooting. You had to like stay still and then you only had like not a lot of ammo and you basically had to try to survive as long as you can, find items that basically like solve the puzzle so you could move on to the next room and then you'd fight the occasional boss. Of course. But when they hit Resident Evil 4, that's when it got super action-packed. Kind of a little bit of a choice thing at one point in the very beginning, and it's so minor. You run into this little dog that's stuck in a bear trap, and you can choose to ignore the dog, or you can pull it out of the bear trap. If you pull it out of the bear trap, this dog helps you fight a giant titan zombie thing, or that looks like a giant ogre troll. It's just so many giant acronyms for this thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But if you don't save the dog, then you gotta fight him on your own. And it's a lot easier to kill the giant troll thingy if you have the dog. <laughs> Butterfly effect. Basically. 
So the game's insane. I love it. It's amazing. You have a super spy, Ada Wong, who is also helping out Leon in the second game, come back in the fourth game. The sexy seductress. Yes, Ada's a badass. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of also one of the first games where you don't really have, like, a partner that you play as. Like, yeah, you play as Ashley for a little bit, but she can't fight. No, it's literally duck, dodge, hide. Yes. I thought you were about to do the dodgeball stuff, and I was a little bummed you didn't. Was I... Dip, duck, dodge, dive? And dodge. And dodge. I think they say dodge twice. They say one of the Ds twice. It has to be dodge. I think it's dodge, dip, duck. Dodge and dive? Or... Something like that. Dive and dodge? Ugh, dodgeball. What a movie. So you go through this whole thing. Um, in the fourth game, there's another new virus called the Las Plagas virus. You know, the plague. <laughs> Which is what's infecting all these villagers. Actually, that was one of the most terrifying things. Right in the opening of the game, you go into this village, you see the police officers that helped you earlier burning at a stake. The entire town comes at you, and you're just Leon with a simple handgun with like 10 bullets. You're running around trying to ward off all these villagers. You get into a house at one point, and you can find a shotgun. And you're thinking, oh my god, this shotgun's gonna help me so much. You grab that shotgun, a giant villager with a bag over his head and a chainsaw comes out of the blue and goes after you. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I think I got to that part when I was playing. I died and then I noped out of there. That is one of the things that makes him break it. If you can get through that little section, which isn't hard now that I think about it and I've played a lot of these action-based Resident Evil games. Well, yeah, you're also an ace at playing games. <laughs> but it, it is definitely a very hard part of the game because they start you off with nothing. <laughs> and then, of course, after you beat the game, you move on to Resident Evil 5 where you get to return as Chris Redfield, who is, you know, main character from the first game. This is actually, I think, the very first Resident Evil game that I actually got into with you because it's a dual player. Yeah, co-op. It's awesome because they introduced this new character named Shiva. She's also super cool. Basically, we play this whole game as these two characters running around. I want to say in it's in South America somewhere. I'm not quite sure where it's located specifically. With how much traveling they do, I don't think they can really. Wait, is it South pinpoint? America? Pinpoint. Might not be South America. I feel like it might be. I feel like it has to be around like South America ish. Because they go into, like, temples at one point, and then there's, like, a village, there's, like, a village on the water. It might be Africa, though. I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. I have to double check that. But. Yeah. If any of you guys know for a fact uh, what the correct answer is, let us know in the comment section below. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out that little plug. Also, speaking of plugs, while we have you guys here, be sure to check out our Patreon page. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a virtual tip chart. We very much appreciate it. You don't have to tip. We just, you know, love the views on the page as well. Yeah. Like, subscribe, do whatever. You can find our podcast anywhere on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We still on YouTube? Uh, not for the podcast. You huh. can find our YouTube channel, same as the podcast Tales of Grimm, which has a lot of the scary short films that we've been working on, which is fun. <laughs> awesome. It's all connected. We also have an Instagram and Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, people. Check it out. Tell your friends. I'm really bad at marketing, and this is primarily a word-of-mouth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Yes, I need to get better at it. It's one of my goals this year. That being said, Resident Evil 5 was amazing. 
Oh my god. It was. Oh my god. I probably beat that one the most out of any other game because what... We played it how many times to get the infinite bazooka and then at one point it was, um, we had to beat it under like X five amount hours. of hours. Yeah. Like, we played that game so many times. Oh yeah. And the funny thing is I did the same thing with my older brother Travis. Him and I played that game countless times because it was co-op. It was awesome. Of course. And then we even played um, the extra games towards the end. Oh, the Mercenaries mode? Yeah, where I think one of them you play as Jill and some other random guy when they're trying to get into the helicopter um, and are like swarmed. Oh, those are the DLCs. I remember that part in the beginning of 5. There's some terrifying creatures and zombies in Resident Evil. I don't even know how many times it took us to get past that one point in the village. To get past that executioner and to wherever the hell we needed to be. Oh yeah, no, it takes a lot of skill. Because that's... They they took a page out of Four's book where they have the giant horde right in the beginning to set the tone of the game. But it's easier in this one because you have a partner and because there are more tools that you can use and you can pick up ammo and all that stuff around the village. Very true, but you've never played it by yourself because the AI for Shiva, if you're playing a Shiva, or the AI for Chris, if you're playing a Shiva, suck. <laughs> They're <laughs> well, idiots. Of course. <laughs> of course. AIs aren't supposed to make it easier for you. They're supposed to do the bare minimum. Basically, yeah. Shoot and kill like two zombies, all the other 500 are for you. Oh no, I'm in danger. Come save me. Oh god. Fine. So 5 was amazing, and of course, you know, what I loved about it is at the end, you've come to find out that Wesker is still alive, and he actually has brainwashed Jill Valentine from the first game and the third game, and made her his little slave. And then you have to free Jill, and then kill Wesker at the end of the game. So when exactly does Jill disappear again? So that takes place in between 3 and 5. At some point in those games, Jill and Chris went after Wesker, and it was kind of like at like another mansion. Wesker basically... Is that an extra game? Like no, a it's a cutscene in... Three and a half or something? It's a cutscene in, um, in Resident Evil 5. That might actually be it then. Because I do remember, like, you were really excited about this one scene where you got to, um, like, confront Wesker... And then I remember Wesker jumping out the window with Jill. Yes, that was the DLC. That's the DLC that yes. I remember. Okay. That was so in five. It wasn't, it wasn't the revamp. It was the DLC. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. We figured it out. <laughs> Good job, spooky team. <laughs> so when does Zero come in? So Resident Evil Zero was like an origin story. They kind of made that. I can't remember when they made it, but they made it to basically... Show how Rebecca gets to the mansion in the first game. And Rebecca's kind of like the field medic that helps Chris out in the first one. Yeah, little petite. I think she's supposed to be like 18 at the time. Yeah. Doesn't do much. Um, in Zero, she's actually stuck with this ex-Marine who... ex-con? Yes and no. He's first and foremost a Marine because... He didn't actually kill his platoon mates or which is why he's run arrested. away, which is why he has been arrested. So he's being framed. <laughs> but she's basically stuck with him. Um, and then they have to 
run around wherever, try to escape. Uh, she actually meets up with Chris at one point, but then she actually has to go back because of Billy, um, who's the Marine. And I... Yeah, I thought at the end of that game you saw the mansion blow up, but... No, Rebecca's... She escaped from the helicopter is, with Chris. She is in that. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'll have to look back at that cutscene then. I want to say she just arrives to the mansion. Maybe? Possibly. I don't know. I've never played Zero. But I did play Resident Evil 6. <laughs> and Resident Evil 6 was just a convoluted story where they tried to bring in everyone. <laughs> I actually really liked 6. I thought it was too action-y and it strayed too far from the horror aspect. Okay, yeah, that might be a little true. Right. So, in Resident uh, Evil 6, you had- Although, Leon and Helena's, especially when they're underground, I was finding myself freaked out at that. Hmm. Some of those were just popping out of nowhere. True. Yeah, that's very true. Plus, I- what was it? We had a giant sea serpent or something coming after us when we were in the water. Oh, yeah. God, that was terrifying. Well, that was also in Resident Evil 5. One of the one of the guys you're hunting after takes a one of the viruses and turns into yeah. a giant fish thing and you have to get on the Gatling guns and shoot at him. Yeah, but that's not terrifying because you're actually on a boat at that time. Whereas in 6, you're actually in the water. Oh, uh, that's thing. true. So in Resident Evil 6, there's three different storylines. Four, but we'll get to that later. But the three main storylines all kind of intersect with each other. You have Chris again, who has a new partner named Piers, who's this young military kid. They're going through this whole mission to try and... Oh my god, what were they trying to do at the end? I don't even remember, because this plot was so convoluted. I feel like it was something... Well, it obviously was something to do with the virus. I remember at one point oh, they were, they were in hunting town. after Ada. That's what it was. Were they? Yes. Ah, makes sense. Yes, they were hunting after Ada, which wasn't the real Ada. It was a clone Ada, or someone that took Ada's face. Yeah, someone that took Ada's face, I think. Yeah. Um. So they're hunting after her. Meanwhile, and then at the end of the game, or well, throughout the game, you kind of intersect with Leon and his partner Helena, and then you intersect with Jake Wesker's son and Sherry, who was a little girl that Leon and Claire saved in the second game. This whole timeline, goddamn. Yeah, which is why I do like Six, because of the storyline aspect of it, and how everything kind of winds together. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a, I want to say, six-month time gap between when, when Pierce and Chris actually meet and fight with... Um, Jake and Sherry in that one town against the big monster that gets carried in by the plane. Mm -hmm. um, because you find out that Jake and Sherry, who are lifted off a helicopter right away, they actually get abducted for those amount of months. And then they meet up again when they're underwater six months later or so. And, and then there's bad blood because, uh, you know, Chris killed Jake's dad, Wesker. Yeah, but then Jake is... Jake is just a rebellious, a rebellious like, teenager. He's even though he's teenager. in it, Even though he's in his 20s. He's a mercenary. He's just literally his just like... His attitude is like a rebellious teenager. What are you talking about? He's like, I kill people for money. <laughs> exactly, rebellious teenager. Oh yeah, all rebellious teenagers <laughs> kill people for money. Got it. 
Anyway, no, he could care less about his dad, really. More like, or less. his dad left him and his mom when he was how old? Yeah. Um, and then you also have Leon and Sherry, who have had this connection since Sherry game. was a little girl. Just everything going together, plus Ada and all the plot twists, and I loved it. There's too much going on. <laughs> oh, I know. Did you want to talk about Seven, or do you want to leave that out for now? We'll do a little quick wrap-up on Seven. So Seven um, actually was the first horror game for Resident Evil that took it to, like, first person. And in this one, he plays this guy named Ethan, who's his girlfriend, or wife, I think it's girlfriend, disappears. So he goes to track her down. It's in this whole rural little, like, area, so it's kind of in the woods, like, middle of nowhere type of place. I call it, like, the boondocks. The boonies. Boonies. Yeah. Because it kind of reminds me of like a southern plantation that's in the, like in the boondocks and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Ethan goes there, finds his, his lovely girlfriend, they're about to escape and then all of a sudden she turns into some weird infected thing, cuts off his fingers. No, then... it's not just his fingers, it's his whole wrist. Oh yeah, his whole hand gets cut off, right? Yeah. yeah. And then that's why he has the stitches and the heart monitor. That's right. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I played that one. Got it. I didn't even play it, and I know it. Yeah. Actually, I really want to get it for VR. I have to get a VR first, but that would be so Ooh. much fun to play. That would be terrifying. Exactly. Actually, I really want to play the Blair Witch game in VR. But yeah, so the whole thing with Resident Evil 7 is that he's trying to get his girlfriend back, and then there's this these weird infected family members that are terrifying. They follow you around the entire place. One's kind of like jigsawing, sets up weird traps to kill you. And then at the end of the game, you get saved by Chris Redfield, who's working for Umbrella for some reason, or like the new Umbrella. And we don't know. Yeah. I do know that Resident Evil 8 just got announced. And in the trailer, the girlfriend that you spent all of seven trying to save, Chris shoots in the head in front of Ethan and then drops him in some new place. Don't know why that happened, but we're going to figure it out eventually when the game comes out. <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, because when I saw Chris in Resident Evil 7, when he appears at the end, he doesn't He doesn't lo look like Chris. Exactly. So I want to say it's like some weird clone or something. It just doesn't seem right. Maybe? Like and then it'll be like a revenge thing where Ethan is trying to go after Chris then because Chris killed his girlfriend. But then, but then I feel like they would be rehashing the Ada scenario. That's true. <laughs> we'll find out when the game comes out. But they better not kill off Chris, because I will be mad if that's the case. They can kill off Chris if he's not actually Chris, but if they kill off the actual Chris Redfield, we will be very sad and very mad. All right. So it's because Ethan's just kind of a nobody. Like, he, yeah, Seven was fun, but, like, I don't want this random nobody going after Chris. Yeah. And I did like how that was in first person, um, and all of, like, the videos... That you got to see, like when you found them, mm -hmm. that was really interesting. Yeah, you find random cassette tapes, and you get to watch <laughs> things from first person. Yeah, which some of them actually show you how to get through these trap rooms, mm -hmm. which is really nice. And on that note, that is the entire timeline of the Resident Evil video games, not including all the side story. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned because after Resident Evil Eight is out we will definitely be doing a podcast about that because ty will either be very happy or very angry at it yeah so you have it now we are recording this on july 14th 2020 the game probably won't be out for another year so sadly sad. 
But uh, in a year's time, yeah, there's a good chance there's going to be an episode of me ranting on it. Good or bad oh, rants. Could be good, could be bad. We'll find out. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And we will see you guys next time. See ya.